Hello and welcome to The Growth Business, a business podcast sponsored by Sapphire Systems and InCloud Solutions, the centre of excellence for mid-market ERP software and digital operations platforms. I'm your host, Lucy Thorpe, and this month I'm joined by Mark Kosminski. Mark is many things, but I particularly wanted to talk to him this time in his role as founder of the Blue Mind Approach. Blue Mind is an organization described as deliberately raising the level of male consciousness and driving behavioral change. Welcome, Mark. It's great to have you. Lucy, it is absolutely brilliant to be here. Great to see you again. Thank you. uh, Thank you for inviting me on. We'll get into Blue Mind in a moment, but I think I first met you on Clubhouse, which was being touted at the time as the big new audio platform for business. Are you still on there or did that die a death? Very good question. Um, but <laughs> the, the, so to answer your question, uh, no, I do, I do not. It was a bizarre platform, right? It, at the time, it saw exponential growth. I'm not sure what your experience was, but what I found was that people were just constantly selling their products and services, and actually, it stopped the flow of conversation. And people were all seemed to be driven by the money uh, and and how they can make a transaction. And uh, I lost the love for it. What about yourself? Do you still use the platform? No, I don't. I mean, it's great to try new things, isn't it? To see if it's going to be the big one. And I think people had high hopes for it, but it didn't transpire, did it? (laughs) Never mind. We live and learn. We move on. So tell me about Blue Mind Approach. So... The Blue Mind approach, so there, there are three of us, myself, Ed Bassett, and uh, Winston Williams, who we actually coincidentally met through Clubhouse. And from speaking to Winston and Ed, we realised that we had gone through similar adversities in terms of self-sabotage, whether that be um, drink, uh, drugs, gambling, divorced all fathers as well to to, to children and we we talked about our trauma and pain and and, and I acknowledge their vulnerability and it was when we went through it there wasn't anything that that helped us from having these conversations we realized that we wanted to accelerate the healing process for others and what that what that looks like is we we feel that by us being vulnerable and being authentic and sharing our stories of adversity it will inspire and encourage others and we're seeing on a weekly basis at the moment it's it's beautiful lucy we 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 receive private messages of men that are putting their hands up and saying that look i am struggling i want to change but i don't know how to what do i what do i need to do um it's all about giving back it's all about growth and we it makes us feel great selfishly it makes us feel absolutely incredible and you don't have any particular qualifications do you it's just a um a support thing so there are three pillars to the the, the business we believe that you have to prioritize yourself you know, there's a, a lovely quote around you know put your oxygen mask on before you put anybody else's on and, it, and it's so true i i spent 10 15 years in a in a relationship in a marriage where I didn't prioritize my health. I didn't prioritize myself. And ultimately it led to putting on, putting on weight, drinking too much. Um, I had a serious gambling issue for over 15 years. I just, I didn't, I didn't understand why I, I didn't understand why I, I, I did it. And 
it's soul destroying. It's it's absolutely soul destroying. And but from immersing myself in, in personal development and growth and reading and gaining insight through through others, you, st- you start to understand the neuroscience around it. And once you gain a bit of an understanding, you become very curious. And curiosity for humans it drives it drives passion. Passion drives purpose and to continue to gain an understanding in those areas and then help other people go through that is, is extremely rewarding. Does that, does that make sense? No, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, you're a business person and uh, this is a business podcast and yet people might think that maybe they've stumbled into the wrong podcast or I've completely lost my mind. Um, but I, I wanted to explore the way that we've all sort of had to start addressing ourselves a bit more because we're working from home and um, we're staring into screens all day and it's it's quite destabilizing do you do you feel that that's you know part of the reason why you've sort of gone down this this road as a business person it's a good question I spent the majority of my life not being authentic to myself and the majority of people around me or the, or the closest people to me um and it caused a huge amount of stress and anxiety. I would, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock, and just my, my chest would be cramping and just felt absolutely awful. And, and once you realize, once you come to the realization that living an authentic life it's, 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 the way to, it's the way to go, transparency, honesty, you then have nothing to hide. You'll, you'll lose people along the way. Not everybody is your audience. You know, when you're selling to everyone, you're selling to no one. So by being authentic and being vulnerable, you, you actually build your community, you build your tribe, and people will listen and people will come forward. Um, and, and no drama if it's, if it's not right for, for other people. But in terms of, um, just going back to your question about uh, re- remote working and you know, has has this driven it? It was there. It was there beforehand. But if anything, it's, it, it feels like it's got worse. <clears throat> the reality is, is that more people are spending time at home, and predominantly men. They were escaping to the city, for example, and they'd be spending a lot of time there. They weren't seeing their partners, their children, etc. They're now spending a lot more time at home, and that puts a awful lot of pressure on the relationship, right? There's a brilliant guy called um, Nur Ale, and he wrote a book called "Being How to." He, uh, he teaches you how to become indistractable, and he believes that's going to be one of the biggest skills for adults and and children: the ability to um, understand that you know is the tech serving you, or are you serving the technology? And it's I find it absolutely fascinating. You you've perhaps seen it when you go to a restaurant. And you see a couple on a date and one of them's looking at their phone and you see the face on the other individual that, you know, what, what is so important on that phone that you are not paying me attention. It's bizarre when you think about it, isn't it? It's absolutely bizarre. So the distractions are real. It's a case of managing those distractions, those technology distractions. And we're humans, right? We crave connectivity. We crave in, um, new, the neurochemicals, oxytocin, the serotonin, happiness, everything that you get from another human. It's not, the, it's not the same by the screen. It's not the same. So it depends on the individual, but 
it's about finding that balance. There, there are huge positives. You know, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate situation because I'm, a, I'm in a co-parenting situation. I've, in, I've inherited time. I, I have more time to work on the business. I have more time to work on my, my health. I'm extremely grateful for that. And I realize that. And I don't, I don't forget that. It's uh, the, the, the time that people have inherited from working remotely has allowed people, fathers, I think predominantly fathers, because the they, majority of fathers go to work, allow them to do the school run, for example. And they and and I and I see it in the morning, and it's 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 beautiful. These these children, all the children want is that is time from their from their parents, right? And I think that when you're working in the city, especially in London, you do that commute in. It's anything between a half thirty minutes to an hour and a half, and it's soul destroying. It's absolutely soul destroying, Lucy. I'm not sure if you've done it before, but it's, you do that for some people do it for a year, some people do it for 15, 20 years. It's and it's again, it's bizarre. Everyone's on the train and they're immersed in not 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 everyone, but majority are looking at these screens and you're surrounded by humans and no one's talking to each other. You then get off the train. You all walk in the same direction in, in pre- pretty much silence and you hear the the, the feet so the shoes stamp the uh, the pavements it's yeah it's it's absolutely bizarre so i think that the the whole remote thing has been great in terms of parents the, the ability to spend more time with children however there is certainly a, a technology distraction um and external distractions from other people around you that need to be addressed and that you need to be aware of does that does that answer your question yeah no absolutely i mean it just sort of spinning through my own situation where basically I gave up work because I wanted to be at home and that's very much something that women do and um, that left my husband doing that awful awful commute for so many years which is soul destroying and you know didn't get home until the kids were already in bed and there's a there's a real divide between men and women about that experience of bringing up kids which I mean do you think workplaces recognize parents as people with particular needs a couple of years ago i read a brilliant article i think it was diageo that brought in the paternity leave for 12 months which gave the dads the opportunity if they wanted to of course the reality is that some some men some fathers they don't want to to be that present father they want to go out and be the hunter and earn the money etc but is that what is that what we're here for I get up at 4.30 pretty much every day and I love beating the sun up. And you, when you wake up and you see the sunrise, you realise there's so much more out there to chasing the money, the cars, the house, the house with the gates, the bigger house, all this, all this, all this type of stuff. And it's, I think that companies are starting to realise, and, and you see it more that, especially with the startups, they're really dri- being driven by purpose. There's a purpose to their business. It's not so much about the money. It's, it's, a, it's about building something authentic and having a, a, a give back um, uh, part of the business as well. So for example, with my, um, with CDZ and the, the recruitment and sales business that I run, we, we, we believe communication is the most important skill to learn. And every time we place a, um, uh, a technology professional, we pay for a child to receive a communications course from a communications expert because children, they struggle to articulate their feelings, especially young boys, right? And it's, 
that there is a reason why male suicide is so high. Like, this is all linked to, to Blue Mind as well, of course. And it's, um, it's just, it just feels like there's so much more that we can be doing. And um, I think companies are realising that and there is more flexibility, which is great. And, and that there are some fantastic schemes out there with mums returning to work and cross-training into different, industri- different industries, which is, which is great. You know, I will um, call out my employer now, Sapphire Group, who are doing lots of brilliant purposeful schemes, um, environment, working with kids. And, you know, one of the latest ones, which I was going to mention to you, is a, a sort of female empowerment mentor scheme mm. for the, um, for, because we're women in tech, really. I think there's a valid reason for needing a bit of a leg up because uh, we're not particularly well represented. Mm. Um, what do you think about, so you've got Blue Mind Approach, which is very much for men. I've got these, this sort of empowerment mental um, scheme, which is very much for women. Do you think we're sort of splitting off and dividing um, rather than coming together, which is obviously what everybody would really like in an ideal world? Definitely, definitely not. We're, we're not, we're not splitting off, you know, from, from Winston, Ed and I at Blue Mind, we talk about this daily, that it's all about co-elevation co-elevation collaboration you know how can we as men stand up for women i'll give you an example the you know men again not most men, i can only talk from my own experiences but they there are whatsapp groups sport clubs that have whatsapp groups where um explicit content is shared and it's completely unacceptable like it's completely degrading of women and as a brand Blue Mind, we need to stand up for that. We we remove ourselves from these WhatsApp groups. We don't share that type of content. It might be considered banter, but that's it's so it's so transactional. It's just more awareness. Be more conscious. See each other as equal in terms of vision for the future and 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 feelings, etc. And so it, it has to be about co elevation for me. Yeah, and me too, absolutely. And it's about trying to explain what we're doing in a way that is completely non-threatening and very inclusive and, um, and you know, just basically not splitting off into, into two separate camps. Definitely. I, I listened to a brilliant, um, I'm trying to think of which one it was, but uh, it was a brilliant, a brilliant podcast a few weeks ago where we talked about um, the masculine and the feminine. And, you know, if, if, and they made a lot of sense around this this it's about bringing out the masculine in the female but also bringing out the feminine in the male and having the balance because society the culture scape is like you're either one or the other and this is what defines a man and men shouldn't talk about their feelings and females are emotional etc etc rubbish absolute bs like grow both elements the masculine and feminine side and I think you'll really, again, it's, it comes down to growth, right? It's, I think you'll, you'll, you'll see an extraordinary version of yourselves if you, if you can implement that mindset. I'm going to pull it to a close now, Mark, unless there's anything that you feel that um, you haven't been given the opportunity to mention or maybe a plug for how men can get involved in Blue Mind. Um, I think it feels like it's been a really good conversation. Thank you so much for, for um, having me on and, uh, for anyone interested or wanting to to hear more about Blue Mind, it is it's just very much a mindset. It's all about growth. It's all about raising 
the 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 awareness of the individual and consciousness we, we have a a massive transformational purpose an mtp to transform the the health and well-being of a billion men we don't believe that's going to happen in our lifetime but we want to leave a legacy where it, it continues and that will happen through being a guest on a podcast uh, writing books speaking an e-learning platform that will go live um i believe at some point in this some point uh, this uh, early this year and you can find us we're predominantly on instagram uh, at the uh, the blue mind approach and on linkedin um but uh, it's uh, i think the, the benefits here are we're seeing private messages on a weekly basis and one one guy who was a friend <clears throat> many years ago and i hadn't heard from him for a while he reached out and he he said, Look, I'm, I'm drinking too much. I'm not being the best father I can be. I'm not being the best husband I can be. I, I'm struggling with these, 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 these poor behaviors, etc. You know, what can I do? And we sat down, we spoke, and then we have a catch up every week. And it's brilliant. He sends me a little video he's singing in the car. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've just been out and done 5k and on 10k. And the other day he, he played the first, he got him, he's now got himself to a state of fitness where He's played his first rugby game in over 14 years. And it's just, it's just small changes. And if we can continue to show our vulnerability and authenticity and, and be persistent and, and share the message, then if it, if it just changes one life, it's totally worth it, Lucy, in my opinion. That's brilliant. Thanks so much, Mark. I can't wait to share this episode with everybody. Um, but that is it for the great business this time. I do hope you'll subscribe to hear more each month and do check out some of the previous episodes. Goodbye.